It's 11.02 Central Daylight Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast. Coming to you live from the Deep Springs Trout Club in historic Chardon, Ohio, I'm Martin. And I'm Matt. And now, let's finish our trout so we can go play with the goats. Okay, well, I, uh, I'll wait while you finish your trout. Um, I'm just going to say that, Martin, uh, I'm really excited for this episode. We're going to cover some pretty interesting ground. But uh, before we get started, we, we, we just have to check in with Eric the caddy. Oh, he's back. Um, yeah, he's back. And oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, he just, he's, you know, I think this week he's going to be consulting for us. So oh. he just, you know, and I think this week we just let him pick the topic. So let me just go ahead and okay. Sounds uh, turn good. on his transistor tube microphone. You there, Eric? <laughs> I'm here, of course. What'd you think I was doing? Taking a dump? <laughs> So Eric, uh, you had a topic for us this week. Uh, what 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 did you come up with? Well, uh, Martin's hair, uh, Martin's hair and beard. <laughs> he looks like uh, like a human cotton candy machine, uh, except that the the cotton candy is brown, and it's all over his head, and it sticks up in the air and falls off his face. <laughs> he looks like Chewbacca, except if he was shaved below the the neck. <laughs> okay. Um so I guess Eric what what would you go for if you were me? Uh, I would grow it out thicker, man. It's not even close enough to being thick. You don't look nearly crazy enough because you know what? You're crazy. Martin, you're crazy. I thought I was crazy, but no, you are. You're like Ten times crazier than me. <laughs> wow. Ten times, huh? Yes. Shut up, Martin. Whoa, sorry, sorry. That was a lot. That was a Look, lot. Yeah, listen, Eric, let, we don't have a whole lot of time for the segment this week, but any other closing remarks? Oh, shit, Matt. You know what? I'm sick of you. You always are trying to make me feel vulnerable. Just, I've had enough. <laughs> Martin, I love you, buddy. I love you. Love I'll you talk too, to you Sims. soon. Yeah, see ya. All right, sorry, Eric. All right. All right, anyway. Well, he that really was, turns on a dime. I like, I like how he is, encourages you and validates your, not only who you are, but, the, you know, your style. So. I like it, too. Makes it's me a feel winding like I, road with him. That's all I can makes say. Makes me feel like I have worth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, pets or whatever named after parrots. Sure. No. So I messed that up. You did. You did. Go can ahead. Can I talk? Can I talk yeah. for once? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Can. Okay. We've gotten some feedback on our pet episode. Hold on. Yeah, you guys wouldn't have liked that. Okay. We got some feedback on the pet episode um, from some new listeners. I don't know where they've been the past 105 episodes, but now they're on the bandwagon and they want to say a lot of stuff. Okay. They didn't like, they didn't like the pet episode. 
Okay. Is that it was all stuff they knew already, and it wasn't funny. All right. Are you? That's what I thought too. Yep. Do you need to take? Are you choking or something? You sound like I'm you're choking. choking. I'm, I'm choking on the criticism. I'm not handling it well. Yeah. No, I, I don't like it either. Uh, but you know, we don't. First of all, let, let's just let's just make this clear that we always want to hear from our audience and our, you know, and we love you. We also we don't think you really know what's funny. We know we're what's in funny. our own continuous feedback loop, and it doesn't. You don't have a podcast. Hangers ons and ne'er do wells and hypocrites. So you go, you know, you go record a funnier version of our episode and send it to us, and then maybe you'll know what you're talking about. So anyway, you can take your criticism, roll it up real tight. Put it in a sack, and then make the sack into a T-shirt. Then the goats will eat your T-shirt. Right. That's However, what I was going to say. I do have a story here about pets. Yeah. Now, my grandparents had a pet parrot. They named it, of course, President Eisenhower. Okay. So then when they walked by it, they could say, President Eisenhower... You're such a dumb bird. Do you get it? Yes. So anyway, it turns out they didn't like the Who did they vote for in that election? Oh, geez. Who was... um, 1952? No. And 56. Was it... Adelaide Stevenson? Yes, that's who it was. Okay. Well, no wonder why they didn't like him. The highway maven. Right. I know. I know. So they were at their wits end with the bird. So they turned down the oven, put the bird in the oven in the hopes the bird would come out a little more well done. Fatal flaw, though, didn't put the bird in long enough. The bird lived. So, right. Okay. So let's break that down a little bit. So... Was the oven on? Like, I know the gas was on, but was the was the pilot light lit? Like, was the oven getting hot? I'm not an oven expert. Well, you don't have to be. So, I guess that means you don't know the answer. In other why words, need, were they trying to pilot? suffocate? What? Why do you need a pilot for an oven? <sighs> Sorry, I won't use so much technical language. Did oven... Was oven extra hot? Did man touch oven and burn hand? It's hotter than you... It's hot. It's hot. Okay, so they weren't trying to just asphyxiate the parrot. They were trying to actually burn it alive. Cook it. Yeah, up from being alive to being cooked. Were they going to eat it? Uh, Maybe. Okay. They just wanted it dead. So kind of like in the cartoons, you know, they put it in the oven, then it comes out with those little white caps on its feet and like right, all right, right, plucked That's and everything. French, French style. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, have to say, you know, I'm surprised it didn't work. Uh, and I, I can't, really can't imagine what it would be like to do something like that. 
Well, uh, but it sounds like what happened is they just put it in the sauna for a while. Maybe it was know, the just bird much probably more, liked it. Yeah, it was maybe just much more relaxed, you know, when it came out. So and maybe, I can only imagine there was a couple stupid kids they put in charge, and the kids screwed it up. Hmm. Who were the stupid kids? Do you think? Probably like my mom and her friend. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, kids can't do anything. Well, especially nowadays, they're way too soft. Yeah. Like everyone gets a participation trophy. And I'll bake your bird for you if you if you feel threatened. Right. Come on, if get the over woke it. If mob comes for you, uh don't worry, I'll do I'll murder your bird. Right. Okay. Well, that's yeah. that's a good one. So that's a pretty good family uh peccadillo uh, you know. And I'm not going to define that. And it's undefinable. I have one more, actually. Oh, you do? It's, it sort of ties in well. So we have an associate, Josh, who just recently started listening to the show, I think, to impress his wife. It's not working. He mentioned this story, which I didn't want to put on the podcast because it makes him look extremely foolish. Uh-oh. But he mentioned it, so I'm going to bring it up. So I was driving with my dog through Kansas on the way to Colorado. Josh lived in Kansas at this time, so we stopped at his house. He told me, I was staying overnight, he told me in the morning he had like this old barn with like this fence around it, and we could put his dog and my dog in there, and they couldn't get out. And I looked at it, and it was like a fence for horses, and it looked like there was just space the dogs could just run out of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they could just go under the fence. He assured me that would be impossible. So the next morning, we let them out there about, oh, 7.30, 8 a.m., give or take. Now, he lived next door to a home for adults with disabilities. Okay. okay? So they lived there. And it was a Saturday, so they went out in the morning to, like, hang out outside. They were having food on these picnic tables. And I woke up, and my window looked out towards their backyard, and I saw my dog and his dog running around the table with all these adults that had jumped on top of the table, and the dogs were barking at them. Okay. Was that bad? Well, they escaped from the fence they couldn't escape from. Right. I mean, now, did it traumatize you, those people? I was going to say, do you think that the people were uh, traumatized, or do you think that they thought maybe that was the game? Like, animals on the ground, people on the table, you know that game? You know yeah, that game. actually, yeah. I do know that game. We call it pickleball, but depending yeah. on what part of the country you live in. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. So That's maybe it's not such doing. a gotcha story. I mean, yeah, or it the, is. The fence thing really made Josh look like an idiot. Well, you know, I mean, those n- those dog fences never work. Everybody knows that. Yeah, you should have known like, that. I know. It just was shocking. I, oh, usually oh, I'm Kansas sure it was. is Kansas is full of smart people. Usually, yeah, and anything you know that you and Josh do always works out exactly the way it was planned. 
That's right. That's right. So it well. was surprising. Um, but yeah, I think it was just the game. So I don't feel bad for anybody involved now, except for Josh. Right. right. Well, that's a good, that sounds like some good closure. Yeah. On a side note, the girl that he was living with, they were not married. What? They broke up. Oh, well, nice. Yeah. So, so you, you not only, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe that, can, that was, sounds like that was the last time you ever went down there to visit him. It was, it was hmm. for sure. Well, I wonder why that happened. It's impossible to tell. Yeah, I know. Well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. So, yeah. So one funny thing that, uh, in my life of, you know, growing older and my relationship with my mom evolving is that uh, whenever I tell a funny story that my mom thinks is funny, she, of course, she laughs. You know, nobody laughs harder at, at your stories than your mom or or not your mom, my mom, one's mom. Your mom does not laugh at my stories, but yeah. Um, so wait, your mom laughs at all stories? At mine. Or? Mine. But she'll oh, also say, yours. then she'll also say, look, you know, like, look, I know you're going to tell these stories about me. You're going to write a book or something and you're going to tell these stories. And you're going to make me look like an idiot. And so, profit off her legacy. Right. And her, and her foibles. Yeah. But so one of, one of our family peccadillos was uh, that my parents were, uh, married to each other twice in a row, uh, once before I was born, and then I was born when they were married the second time. So, in the in where we where I grew up on the North Shore of Chicago, uh, they would do this gridiron, uh, what they called it the gridiron. It was like this show put on by lawyers, and so um, one of the one of the bits was that. Uh, that my mom was an expert in uh, name changes, and so her oh, name like was legally. Yeah, so oh. it and it said, you know, uh, call Deborah Daly Stepanich Daly Stepanich Daly. Get it? Because sure, first she was Deborah Daly. Have that many, are you allowed to have that many last names? Yeah. What do you mean? Are you allowed to? By the Constitution. Well, I don't know. I, I, who reads that? I, you know, I don't know. What are you, you asking? History teacher or something? Matt, so, just try to stick on. This is why I never laugh at any of your stuff. I forgot okay. what the joke's about already. Okay. Well, the joke was just that it was just funny. Like, you know, first her name was Daly, then it was Stepanich, then it was Daly, then it was Stepanich, then it was Daly. And uh, so, and then my mom would make fun of my dad because my dad was married four times. Uh, oh. Yeah. Once mean- before my mom, twice to uh, him, and then once after that. And my dad's, my dad had a vanity license plate that was TPS4. And so my mom always joked that, you know, oh, well, it's four because that's how many wives, you know, times he's been married. <laughs> you know, got him singer. So would he have to get? Would he have to get a new one that said TPS five? Well, no, he didn't. 
because he, he didn't get married again. But then my mom, just most in the most recently, this maybe 10 years ago, I don't know who's counting. But anyway, um, my mom was married for the fourth time. So, so she got the, the license the moral plate of the story. TPS4. No, DAD4. Dad4? Um, yeah, that's, those are her initials. But anyway, um, you know, just pretty confusing. Don't go throwing, don't go throwing stones in a glass house. Uh, I don't you know. throw stones at all. I got a bad shoulder. Right. Well, that's, that's why you've only been married once. And then, you know, hopefully that's all it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. One too many times. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I don't know. Uh, another good story of was involving me. I oh, my mom nice. mostly told me stories about things that I screwed up uh, that she thought were funny. That's so how you learn. One of them was I was staying with my mom and grandmother in Florida, and I was not 16 yet, did not have a driver's license. But I, I would sneak out at night and take my grandmother's car and just drive it around the neighborhood that she lived in. And then one night I had the bright idea of like taking it into some sand to like spin the wheels and like pretend I was in the Dukes of Hazard. And so I did that and was like spinning my wheels in the sand. And then they just started digging into the sand deeper and deeper. And then I went and like found a board that I tried to stick under the tires and like all this other stuff. And then uh, sure enough, it got stuck. I tried everything I could to get it out. In fact, I think I even put it in gear and then got behind it and tried pushing it. And then I was thinking I'd when it came out of the sand, it would just run and jump behind the wheel. But it got that stuck. That usually not, works. Yeah, would not move. And then I just went and just totally defeated. I just went to sleep. Didn't say anything. <laughs> it was like three in the morning. And then the next morning I hear like all this like sort of like bewildered like loud voices like what the car where's the car the car's not you know and then like two seconds later matthew where's the car and i'm like uh like okay it's uh down the street it's stuck in the sand blah 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 and everybody you know was really mad we had to get a tow truck driver to come out he was like making like funny faces at me whenever they weren't looking like haha like you got busted like <laughs> you know and uh, good times. Then I was grounded, but it's not like I was going to go anywhere because I was on vacation with my grandmother and mom. Uh, but anyway, I was grounded until my grandmother wanted to take us out to eat that night. And then all was forgiven. Oh, oh, well, that works. Yeah. You know, that's how the Great Lakes were made. Yeah, I know. Paul Bunyan got his car stuck and then all the stuff. Made like a big hole, yeah. And then it got filled up with rainwater, and that's the Great Lakes. Yeah, and then Babe the Blue Ox, Babe the Blue Ox's car uh, got stuck too in some other part of the country, but it was not as big of a car. It wasn't as big of a car. That's how they made um, the Great Salt Lake. Yeah, it could be. Uh, It is. What what do you think? Babe had a heavy sweating problem and really salty hide. Yeah, like jerky the, almost. 
That's what they make it out of a lot of times. A giant ox. Ox? Yeah, they just take like a paint chipper, paint stripper thing. Because you can keep it alive. You can just skin off some of the hide. Then it grows back. Okay. All right. Good one. Um, I think we maybe now need to move on to Haraz and Hazaz. I was hoping oh, terrific. we could have done that a minute ago. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and start yeah, us off the with the hurrah. I'm going to okay. get us started off. So I'm, I'm spending my last week here in the beautiful North Woods. And uh, just wanted to give a hurrah to our national symbol, the bald eagle. And, uh, you know, in the years that I've been coming up here, and Martin, you, you may have experienced this as well, the eagle population is dramatically larger than it used to be. That's and true. You don't just, it's not, I mean, it's still always amazing and awesome to see the bird, but it's not like you have to go, you know, way out of your way to find one of their nests or whatever. They're just all over the place. Um, you see them all the time flying over the lake, fishing, uh, just sort of like stalking you from the top of a tree or something. And they're like, they make their crazy, like, uh, chattering sounds. And I just, you know, try to take, take a moment to acknowledge that, you know, uh, that isn't, that's just really cool. It never gets, gets old. And, um, you know, I, of course, as our national symbol, of course, it's, it goes without saying that, you know, as Americans, we almost killed it, you know, because we love it so much. We almost killed it with pesticides and lead and all that other crap. Uh, we killed it with love and progress. Yeah, almost. Right, exactly. The arsenal of democracy marches on and uh, almost left the eagle behind. But, you know, thanks to Richard Nixon and the EPA, we were able to bring it back. So uh, just want to say thanks to all the bald eagles out there listening or whatever, uh, or uh, eating uh, Martin's uh, toes. You know, hurrah to you. Hmm. Fun fact. Benjamin Franklin wanted the donkey to be the national bird. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Correct. America would have been a little bit different if we had the donkey as a national bird. <laughs> yeah. Talk about yeah. being an ass. <laughs> go ahead. So let's go on to Hazaz. Matt, if I mentioned the name Nicholas Evans to you, does that ring a bell? Sure. He's the guy that uh, the caddies get their scholarship to Northwestern from. The Evans Scholars. No, that's Nicholas Evans Sr. Oh, okay. This is Nicholas Evans the third. Okay. He's a Brit, unfortunately. He wrote a book called The Horse Whisperer. Okay. Which was, as you know, later adapted into a film starring Robert Redford. Yes. Um, a lot of issues with this guy. Number one, he's not a horse whisperer, although he okay. pretends he's some sort of expert. He's clearly utilizing the skill, which I'm not even sure is real, and trying to monetize it. Yeah. And then he took it to Hollywood, which is a lot. Typical. Now, just to show you what his real intentions are, and I think this says a lot, 
in 2008, he was out in the forest picking mushrooms. He picked poisonous mushrooms, fed them to his family, and they all had dead kidney transplants. Oh, my God. Yeah. How awful. So, anyway, he's dead. And maybe not a day too soon. Yeah. And what do you mean when you say not a day too soon? If we could have, you know, taken him out before 2008, maybe his family wouldn't have had that health scare. Oh, got it. Yes. Agreed. You know. He just Agreed. seems pretty sus, if you know what I mean. I do. That's a good one. That's a good huzzah. Yeah, thank you. I meant it straight from the heart. Yeah. Well, um, I did it again. uh, You did it again, my friend. I think that we've we've rammed this one into the chamber and pulled the trigger and just watched it explode all over everything. My breathing is better than ever. Yep. Our jokes are timely, well thought out, and perfect. And everyone learned a lot. Well, we hope that this, you know, window into, uh, into the lives of just two humble podcasters is, uh, is going to make you come back next week and, and we'll, you know, have more humor and, uh, storytelling for you then. And, uh, in the meantime, we just hope you have a great week. Adios. Bye.